Hey guys, I'm Keith Finch. And I'm Jack. And you'll notice that we do not have a Caleb Giddings with us today as uh, he uh, he decided to go on a long walk with his friend, the gardener. <laughs> we wish him and the best of luck. <laughs> we we wish we wish him well. Um, but Keith, because but, there are no adults here to stop us from talking about it. So we're going to do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Which means we're going to talk about rifles because rifles make Caleb grumpy because the M4 is as roughly as tall as he is. <laughs> yeah, he, he does not like it. He does not like being smaller than the M16A4. So. Right. Musketry <laughs> confuses him. He's like, magazines? More than six bullets? It doesn't rotate. I'm very, very confused. It doesn't rotate. But before we get to that, I would like to thank Guns.com and Taurus for sponsoring this episode, as always. Uh, if you're looking for rifles, too, despite the fact that Caleb will push you to pistols, if you're looking for rifles, too, you can get those on Guns.com as well. <laughs> so, I think everybody who watches this, I'm going to guess, owns an AR-15 or 12. You find a buffer tube, you got to make a new one. That's the rule. I didn't make it up, but it is the rule. I was making fun of Caleb uh, for this yesterday because he found a B5 stock and he's like, I have to make a rifle out of this. Yeah. Like, even you, even you cannot escape the law of I have found a part that means another rifle. But there also comes a point where you're like, I don't want to shoot a new caliber, but I do want something different. I want to change. I still want to go shoot 5.56, five, but I want a non-AR-15 AR. That's it, and this is this is something that's driven a lot of cool niche spaces in the market because I'll admit it, the AR-15 is kind of a boring rifle. It's it's played out. It works very well, and we build them very well now. And if you yeah. need a rifle that works well and that is parts compatibility everywhere, grab an AR-15. <clears throat> but if you don't want that, that's fine, and you have a lot of options too. Right. Like there's there's a ton of stuff out there. When I hear from most people, they're like, oh, I really don't want an AR-15 for, you know, whatever reason they used to have reasons that that's gone away like i remember people being like well it, it does this or it doesn't do that or i i want this or i need this niche thing and now yeah, and you don't really like get that 2006 to 2010 they actually they may have had some you know some legs to stand on because our market space was not what it is today with the ar-15 now the ar-15 truly pretty much does everything you could ask of it where back then there were a limited kind of like there were with red dots. You had like three good options, yeah, two good options. And then the, the gun store special fold out yeah. options. Um, <laughs> now, now that's not the case in, you know, you can get every flavor of AR-15, but you can also get a lot of flavors that are AR-15 adjacent. And a lot of these are really cool rifles. So if you don't want an AR-15, there's nothing that says you have to buy an AR-15. Right. You can get as close compatible as you want to it, or you can kind of go off in, in a weird direction and and have some fun with that too. Um, I think there's also a lot to be said for the fact that just like there are 
other options. There are options that actually work now, which yes. used to not be the case. Um, I remember people used to say like, oh, the AR-15 isn't reliable. That was the thing that made guys not want to get it. Like, you yeah, would hear the AK guys. That and, drove, ah, the, the, um, the, the horror stories out of some of the Vietnam era stuff, uh, despite the fact that a lot of that came from post-Vietnam vets who used the gun literally only during peacetime and only as it came out or went back into an armory and not the greatest or uh, some condition some story from some, some dude who was playing a dude disguised as another dude who heard about a dude who was talking about the AR and that said he knew he knows for a fact it says Mattel on the stock. And, yep. Okay. All right. Um, God forbid we. I won't we, say we that trust like trust a company that does nothing but plastic with a part to, that's made of plastic. Plastic. <laughs> I I think there's a lot to like. You know, old old guys get stuck in their ways, and I don't want to be that old guy. I don't want to be the dude that's like, just buy an AR. That's all you need. It, it's probably what you need if you want yeah. a defensive rifle. Like, it probably fits the bill, but it's just like saying, like, what, what do you need? Well, get a Glock 19. And the minutes I used to be like, no, you should get a Glock 19. You should look at a Glock Glock 19. Now it's like, look at something like the Glock 19. Start with the Glock 19, and then look at its whole peer group. And figure out what you want from that right. pack. Because the the point of it, the fact of things today, is that that pile's full of good guns, full of good rifles. And if you don't want and if you don't care about really what you spend within a very reasonable range and you want something different, it exists out there for you. I will say, like, there are a couple of things that like I I'm I'm a guy that like I don't want anything that takes a proprietary magazine. I want it to take PMAGs. Yeah. And I want PMAGs to work in it. If PMAGs work in it, Lancers will work in it. Mm -hmm. um, and most of the good GI specs will work in yeah. it. Yeah. So something that takes the AR mag, but isn't necessarily an AR, there used to be one option. And that was the uh, FN SCAR. Mm -hmm. That was uh, the one that worked. Yeah, you, you were an early adopter of it, and mm -hmm. you've got you've got a Gen One. Yeah, five, I've got five, an six, early. Right? I've got an early generation seventeen and a fairly early generation sixteen. So my gun, my gun in the grand spec of things is old, but man, right. does that and, things run. It's oh yeah, awesome. like I don't think anyone has ever said the scar doesn't run. What, I think they've said they, it kills optics on occasion, but it doesn't. <laughs> it do. Uh, the, the funny story about going down that rabbit hole is just like, did it kill optics? Absolutely. Mine, my 17 killed an optic twice on the third time the optic survived. So they, they got it set out. It was a T and E optic that was sent to me specifically to try and break it. Guess what? I did. Um, <laughs> I was there when that happened. That was, yep. The, um, reticle went all kitty wampus, and some of the the lube that's in the turret start leaking down. Yeah, that was body, so and I was like, oh. <laughs> and so it's we... happening under recoil, so these splatters were coming up on the re on the uh, the reticle as the oil went back and forward onto the lens. And I'm like, this this is problematic. This is a it back, and they're like, yeah, that broke. I'm like, yeah, it did. So, uh, but if we can if we can say like there are some. Some things with the scar, Gen One stuff that aren't as desirable. Yeah, um, I think the scar is a great gun. It is. 
One I of, am not wild it. about its forend. Mm-hmm. I wish it. I wish it was longer. There are a lot of options to add an extended yeah, rail after, to it. The aftermarket has kind of fixed that for us on that one. But I'll agree with you there because the Scar inhabited this weird niche, and it still does because how they're built. This weird niche where we were really concerned with being able to shove like a 10 and a half, 11 inch barrel into a gun without doing a lot of stuff to the gun. Yeah. When you look at the SCARS receiver, that's exactly what it's for. The SCARS receiver is built for its short barrels, not its long barrels. So with that, I I also, an SBR SCAR is a choice. Just choice. (laughs) You have one of those, you, you, you are up there with 416 guy. Yeah. On the range, where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. an FB, mm-hmm. F, F and Sky? Right. SBR, did you say? Oh, my. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Go, um, go, go on, sir. Uh, and it did, it did and still does compel a uh, hefty price tag. So it- I think that is, that is the thing that goes against it the most right now is mm-hmm. I remember like the first time I bought a $2,000 rifle. And I was like, Whew, all right, we're not going to be doing that again yeah, not for a while. That's that's not going to happen again for a moment. And if like, so generally there are two kinds of guys that show up with a scar to a class. Um, there is in the military dude, which tells me you just got your deployment check. Yep. Like you, you that got was some a, disposable income. Your bills are your bills were covered this whole time. So you actually have disposable money and you're like, yep. <laughs> uh, which I've also seen that there's a trend of military guys that's either like really expensive rifle, decent truck, really expensive truck, shitty rifle. Yes. <laughs> that's that's not telling you how to live your a, life. That's a wild thing, too. It's like really expensive truck, like got all the good things for the truck, but then they didn't even go down to decent rifle. They went to shitty rifle. Right. Like they, they just they spent everything on the truck and they're like. I can't spring the extra $300 to go from we'll probably end up breaking during this class to we'll absolutely not break during this class, but there's no bells and whistles in it. Like right. I'm not running a Geisley trigger and full ambi controls or anything like right. that. I don't have an ambi receiver on this thing. I just have a solid rifle that's going to feed, eject and shoot done. So <laughs> if you want to, if you want to scar, you're looking at a hefty price tag and you're going to have to kind of, that's not coming down. No. I, I I think I've the cheapest I've ever seen one was a used one for like $2,200. That was on consignment. Uh, and I'm and pretty I, sure that guy was crying. Yeah. Um, that, that was probably just during a, a downs uh, where a lot of guns weren't moving and that guy right. had to move the gun. And it just is. The other person that shows up with scars to classes are doctors yes um which i could do a whole thing about what happens when a doctor walks into a gun store um Um, when doctors walk onto the because the uh the x95 another excellent uh ar that does the pmags um and hits all these wickets especially if you want like a short indoor rifle it's a great indoor rifle because it's very small um but doctors do the same thing with the x95 where they're like that's not an AR-15, and I make the doctor money. So. Yeah, yeah, like, it's also, it costs more, so I assume it's better. Mm-hmm. And the thing I can always tell about a doctor gun, like, if you laid 10 guns out, and you're like, one of these is a doctor gun, 
pick it out, I would nine times out of ten, I'm going to know which gun it is. Mm-hmm. And it's because they have a really expensive gun with an EOTech on it and then a Streamlight light. Yep. And a really cheap foregrip mm-hmm. mounted in a weird way. Yes. The reason Nothing, why nothing's quite in the right spot <laughs> and nothing is purchased offline. Correct. Because they go to the gun store and they make one big bulk purchase of whatever's there. Yep. And nine times out of 10 gun stores don't have good lights. Now good gun stores will, they'll have good lights, they'll have a selection of optics and the mm-hmm. optic stuff has changed a little bit. Yep. But back in the day, it used to be like EOTech was the only one anyone carried Eotech Eo- had that price range that like, right. the, guy, the guys who knew were shopping for everything online, including Eotechs. Yeah. The guys who didn't know, the Eotech has a buy it now type price that can go with a fairly expensive rifle purchase and not hurt anyone's feelings. I can't, without special ordering it, I can't throw a Night Force in as, a, as an upsell on a rifle because it costs more than the rifle. Yeah. <laughs> um or the case so with, the scar it matches it so yeah <laughs> so with all, all of that going on the scar is probably like our granddad pinnacle you wanted an ar but you don't want an ar-15 mm-hmm. there's the scar and i i arrived on my scar in kind of a weird way because i was a big 308 guy um and now I <laughs> went down a rabbit hole where I'm like, 308 shouldn't exist. I still like it. But like, if you track the history of where we ended up at 308, we're like, we shouldn't have built that. We knew better back uh, then. Yeah. But like, <laughs> we get it. We get it. We'll save that. Content. Yeah. That's a, God. That's, a, that's a great one. And I, I brought it up before. But because I bought the 17 first, and I loved the 17. Great 308. Excellent, excellent rifle. Loved it. And then I looked at my pile of rifles and I'm like, I don't have a regular 5.56 gun. I just didn't. I had like pistols. I think I had one SBR at that point, but I didn't have just a regular 16 inch normal rifle 5.56 gun. And I'm like, oh, I should fix that. And about that same time, a buddy of mine uh, had a 16 that he wanted to let go because he had two of them. And he's like, I don't need two of them. And so I was like, well, I'll take that because I have a 17. So and it, it was, I I paid most of full price for it. Not it, I paid full price during like good pricing times. Um, I didn't pay full price at the time I bought it, and I certainly didn't pay full price of today's price. Um, but during the good times, that's I think it was twenty seven hundred I got it for, and um, it was like, I will say it doesn't do anything that a good M four can't do. But man, does it feel good shooting? Like I really enjoy shooting that rifle a lot. Great, great AR alternative, but does come with a price tag. Yeah. So that's at the top. Under that, there used to be nothing. You were nope. like in really weird like. Well, there was the XCR, which yeah. had a weird time spot where it was there, and it was also like I remember it wasn't popular because. There, they said like, "Hey, you've got to shoot like 250 rounds, then retighten everything." And I, I personally was like, "Uh, oh, don't don't trust that." The XCR has come back, yeah, and is in a much more favorable condition. It, but 
the one that's like alexander robinson took that rifle and he just kept it going because he was competing for the scar contract i have one like sitting right over here <laughs> and um it was always that odd rifle that like that was one of the first gun forums i found was like the xcr forum where they were talking about like the rifle and its development and everything like that and after a while i dropped off it because i couldn't afford the rifle at the time because it's it's up there it's not scar expensive but it's not far under scar expensive they're 22 to 2600 rifles right. um but like that one had proprietary bolt cool charging handle ambidextrous controls it was a good system but yeah it got it was this slow little startup small business and I'm really glad he kept it going because its resurgence has been real a lot of fun. It's a it's a good rifle to have. So I think there's um a new contender out there. Uh I, I say new, it's been around for a while, but like it, it is it is finally like in the last two years shown that it is hundred percent effective. Um and that is the Brent. The yes. Brent the Brent two. Um, really is a gun that's worth looking at. I remember when the Bryn 1 came out and the Bryn 1 uh, looked like, obviously, Czechoslovakian Scar. Yeah. And I was like, I had no interest in it. It had the same foreign problems as the Scar did. Price point was okay, but I was like, ah, it doesn't really do it. Yeah. The Bryn yeah. 2, on the other hand, that's a cool gun. It is. And, and it's we're seeing it very all over Ukraine. Yeah. Any like there are actual scars in Ukraine. I saw one um, in a video yesterday. Uh, no sights on it. Funny enough, he was dude was riding in the back of a Humvee and just sending it with the rear sight flipped down too. Like this dude had clearly like popped the hatch to go get something or somebody right and, and was just sending it in the in the direction that the uh, the Russians were uh, as you do. And they were running. Uh, in the Humvees, they were they were driving away in the trucks, and this dude's just and it's a it's a scar you can tell by the sight setup. Um, but I have seen a lot of Brens, a lot of Brens too in Ukraine. Uh, that's one of the very popular five five six guns they're running, and it's doing incredibly well. If you want a if you want a gun that teethed well recently, the Bren two is yes, <laughs> it's doing it's doing work. So I, I think that one's like pretty if you if you're interested in non-AR AR, that is coming in at like the eighteen hundred mark. Mm -hmm. Um when I see it. Um just under that, last one we'll talk about is one that I think is really interesting that I haven't gotten my hands on yet. And it's at a really interesting price point of like twelve hundred, is the Palmetto State Arms Jackal. I have had that in my inbox a couple of times now. And the amount of times in a day I have to stop myself from just going, you know what? I'm going to buy it and see. I am so interested in that rifle, especially yeah. with Palmetto State um, having picked up uh, like Harrington and Richardson, H&R, because they're doing an AR retro line through H&R. So their manufacturing has gotten so strong, so crazy good. And that Jackal is very interesting. And it's the first AR alternative that we've seen outside of like the Keltec SU-16 back in the day. Um, that's at that like 
middle AR price point, but not an AR. Most of the other ones break $2,000 very easily. Yeah. Um, also comes like has a stock option yeah. for a 13.7 barrel. And yeah. that that's cool to me. I think that's the new new kind of hotness. I haven't played with it a lot, so I can't really say one way or the other. But in the world of non-AR, AR-15s, we're reaching some good stuff. Uh, they're typically always going to be piston guns mm -hmm. if you're into piston stuff. Uh, Most of them are going to be an AR-18 clone of some sort. They're going right. to take that. There's, yeah, also the, the BRN-180. I, yeah, I forgot that's to another, that That's one. another good one. It's uh, been out a while, and it's proven out rather nicely. Just about everybody I know who has that gun really likes that gun. The problem I have with that gun is I never notice it because it looks so much like an AR-15 at a distance. Yep their their original their original concept they weren't even going to do a whole gun I don't think they were just recreating the upper receiver, um in order to, but doing it so it'll drop on an AR lower because it will. Yeah. Um. So that one definitely kind of cool. I, I I had not thought about that until just a second. You were like, it's an AR one eighty clone. They all are. Like yeah, they that's, are. It's that's probably like. If we did the big graph of like family diagram, it's either an AR clone AR, AR or an 15, AR 180. AR 15 plus piston a little over here, then AR 18s. And then <laughs> over here is like kind of AKs and weird stuff over there. Well, G36, that's, a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, the G36 is also the AR 18 operating system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what I meant. Like, it's, oh, it's yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, guys. Um, so it's, yeah, it's AR definitely the Scooby Doo monster. Yeah. Oh my God! It was oh, the AR one again the entire time. <laughs> well, anyway, guys. Uh, so AR alternatives. What are your favorites? Let us know in the uh, comments below. Bug Caleb, make fun of him for not like liking rifles because rifles are cool. I'm okay with that. Bullying works on the internet, and maybe he'll turn that B5 stock that he posted the other day into something actually like cool and practical and and end up with us in rifle world, uh, even if it's the same size as he is. But that's all we got for today, guys. So later.